Welcome to Red Zone DFS. This is Joey Levine with our Week 16 Wide Receiver Roundup. So I'm going to start with our uh, morning games for Sunday, Week 16 Main Slate. We got the Browns and the Jets in our first game. Um, we got some news here. Um, Cleveland is losing pretty much all of their receivers to COVID-19 protocols. So we're going to get a lot of Marvin Hall, Jamarcus Bradley, and Derek Willies. Not much going on here. Um, Jets, you know, have a strong run defense, but they're also missing Quinn and Williams. So just out of targets, if you want to get cheap, you can obviously go with a lot of Marvin Hall, which um, he was very productive for the Lions earlier this season. Um, but I wouldn't depend on that. I would go strictly GPP. Jamarcus Bradley or Derek Willies, I don't even know who they are, but they are going against the Jets. So who knows? You might get some uh, favorable matchups there. On the other side, you got the Jets going against the Browns. I don't really like this. I know the Jets have been a little more healthy and they're playing better, but the New York Jets got Jameson Crowder. He's my favorite of all the receivers, but... He's always dealing with um, tissue injuries, and this season has not been good for him. And Perryman and Mims are both healthy, but they got some tough matchups going against guys like Denzel Ward and Terrence Mitchell, which have been playing pretty decent this year, especially of late. So overall, I don't like this game. Um, I can see Cleveland putting up a lot of points, but that being on the ground, a lot of cream hunt, a lot of chub. So no for me on Browns versus Jets. Moving on to the Giants versus the Ravens. Um, another game, I don't like it as a game flow passing situation. We got the Baltimore Ravens with Des Bryant, uh, Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed. I, I just don't like the matchup in general. Uh, New York Giants have a good secondary. They play well on defense. Uh, Lamar's going to have to fit some balls into some tight windows, which I don't trust him necessarily doing. Um, if anything, I would play more of a Mark Andrews in this matchup on the Baltimore side. On the Giants side... I still, I really don't like this matchup. We got Baltimore going with, uh, you know, one of the top five defenses going against a Daniel Jones that's only thrown eight touchdowns this year. So the upside for Daniel Jones making plays going against the Ravens is very slim. Um, that'd be a GPP only if you want to take a shot, but I don't like that game either. Then we go to the Bengals and the Texans. This game can get very interesting because both teams are so bad. We got the Houston Texans. You know Deshaun Watson's going to put up numbers, possibly 350 yards, three, four touchdowns against a very lousy Bengals team. So give me Deshaun with Kiki Cutie. Give me with Cooks, which um, appears to be healthy this week. Chad Hansen might be able to sneak a touchdown in there. Cincinnati's defense is putrid, so Houston should have a big day. On the Cincinnati side, um, looks like Tyler Boyd is going to be out with a concussion. Um, he still might be able to you know, get through protocol, but... It's not looking good. So T. Higgins and A.J. Green catching balls from Ryan Finley. Um, I'm not against it. Um, they can definitely have some upside here. Ryan Finley is the limiting factor, but he is going against a really, really bad Houston defense. So there's definitely some upside with some A.J. Green, T. Higgins, but with Tyler Boyd out. So I do like that. A.J. Green, I think, is down at 3,400, and Higgins is also in the 4,000s. So I think you can get kind of cheap with those guys. Going on to the Bears versus the Jaguars in the Bears game, I love Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson in a revenge game going into Jacksonville, his uh, former team that he didn't want to be a part of anymore. I know he's got a little hamstring issue, but um, that's been fine week to week, so not worried about that. He's going against a pretty much a junior college uh, Jacksonville secondary. So sign me up for some Allen Robinson. Hopefully the game doesn't get out of hand and he comes out of the game early. Hopefully Jacksonville can keep this competitive for a little bit. But that would be the only downside for me. 
Uh, Darnell Mooney, same thing. I just hope the game doesn't get out of control and Montgomery doesn't have the 200-yard rushing day and the Bears never have to throw the ball. So that's something to be wary of. On the Jacksonville side, you're actually getting some good matchups here, some high volume. It looks like Kyle Fuller might be the only real healthy Chicago uh, corner coming out there on Sunday. So Jacksonville with, you know, Garden Minshew throwing the ball to DJ Chark, LaVishka Chenault. I do like those two guys a lot there. They grade really high. Um, they're not the downside of this Jacksonville team. And they're going to be going against a susceptible Chicago Bears secondary. So Jacksonville might be a sneaky GPP play that um, I'm very interested in this week. Going on to the Falcons versus the Chiefs. Um, again, Falcons, no Julio. Um, he's probably done for the year, so count him out. Just as a pure volume play, you got to go with you know Calvin Ridley. He's going against uh, KC secondary that's you know decent, but they're still going to be up probably by a lot early. It's going to make Atlanta throw the ball a lot. So just out of pure volume, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. Russell Gage coming out of the slot, probably one of the better spots to uh, hit. So I do like Atlanta, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. On the KC side, we're going to get... Our boy is uh, on the Tyreek Hill is on the injury report this week with a hamstring injury. Um, this usually wouldn't worry me, but the fact that KC has got it all locked up and this should be an easy win for them, it does scare me that they're going to limit Tyreek's playing time or he comes out in the first half. But you never know um, if he's full go, ready to go, he could be the guy. But risking him getting pulled in the first quarter or second or third quarter. Um, for 9K as a receiver can get a little bit dicey. So going with Sammy Watkins, you know, Demarcus Robinson or Mikko Hardman um, are all great picks here and very cheap. So I do like that. Going on to the Colts versus the Steelers. The Steelers look like they're starting to get some things right here. Um, so I do like the Steelers. I don't like um, Xavier Rhodes on Indianapolis. He's excellent. He's only allowing a 47% completion percentage. He plays one side of the field. So he's not following anyone around, but he's going to get a lot of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not doesn't have the best matchup be, either. Kenny Moore in the slot is a great defender. You just got to hope Rocky Sin, their worst guy in the um, secondary, matches up with the guy you pick. But what's scary with Pittsburgh is you don't know which receiver to pick or who's going to go off that week. I can say I'm off of Juju, not because of his midfield dancing, but because he's only getting like six yards of catch this year. Um, he's obviously not a part of Pittsburgh's main game plan. He's more of a decoy than anything. So he's just not getting that much yak. So I'm off on Juju. They still feed the ball to Deontay 10 plus times a game. So I do think Deontay is the play here. Um, and I have a feeling that Chase Claypool and Xavier Rhodes are going to be battling it out all day, which scares the hell out of me. Going on to Indianapolis. Um, the one thing Pittsburgh gives up in the secondary is deep balls. So... Can Rivers throw the ball over 25 yards? That's the scary part. Um, I don't like Indianapolis in this situation. What the Steelers are weak at is what the Colts are also weak at on offense. And the matchup's setting up pretty well for Pittsburgh to have a kind of a dominant week on defense this week. So I don't expect Indianapolis to do too much and kind of have a setback this week and Pittsburgh to get back on track based on matchup. Then we're going to the Broncos Chargers. Um, this game is just going to be an absolute shit show. Um, both teams are out of the playoffs. They're just fighting for draft picks at this point and jobs for next year. Both teams are very young, and I don't think the defenses really give a shit. So I do love this game. The matchups aren't fantastic on the Denver side. We got you know Patrick, Judy, and Hamler going against a you know decent Chargers defense, but at the same time, the Chargers seem to let everybody into every game. So I can see Denver putting up a lot of second-half garbage points. On the Chargers side, 
they're going against a you know stronger Denver defense, but I do like LA Chargers in this situation. They're going against a lot of DBs that aren't experienced, and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, if Keenan Allen's healthy, um, line me up. Again, he's dealing with the hamstring issue as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he plays. If he doesn't play, Jalen Guyton, sign him up. Um, he's going to get a lot more play time there, and the guy is a burner and a big play creator. So I do like Guyton in that situation. Uh, Panthers, Washington football team. We got Washington football team first. Uh, looks like Terry McLaurin probably isn't going to play. He is doubtful, but hey, we've seen miracles before. But I do like Cam Sims this week. Carolina Panthers secondary is not great. They do play good team defense, but with Alex Smith coming back and just the lack of receivers, I like Cam Sims for how cheap he is. He's going to be, he's not great, but he's big. He's got good hands, and he's going to be going against some really bad uh, corners. So. Sign me up for some Cam Sims and some GPPs, not cash games, but GPPs for sure um, to give me three times, four times, just set up your volume tomorrow. So I do like that. On the Panthers side of things, my favorite is Curtis Samuel. I don't necessarily like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson tomorrow. They're going against Kendall Fuller and Ronald Darby, which are playing fantastic this year, and they're going to get a heavy dose of both. Um, but where Washington is a little bit weaker is in the slot. They do like to give up receptions, you know, shorter than five yards. So Curtis Samuel, I think he's going to get a lot of the touches tomorrow just based out of the game flow um, and how much Washington's going to be in Teddy Bridgewater's face. So no DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson for me, but Curtis Samuel, I do like that. Two more games. Then we got the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Seahawks. So at the Rams, um, they're going against the Seahawks team that has been playing much better than they were, obviously, in the beginning of the year. And that is because they have Shaquille Griffin, Ugo Amadi, and DJ Reed all healthy, ready to go. So they're going to be going against Reynolds, Woods, and Cup. Um, I do like Seattle's outlook in this situation. The Rams are hard because you don't know who's really going to get the ball and McVay's obsession with running the ball, which not a bad thing, but for fantasy football, it makes it a little scary. Going with guys like Cup or Woods against a strong Seattle secondary. So then we go on to Seattle. Um, you're going to see DK Metcalf going against Jalen Ramsey all day. And I don't know. DK has big play explosiveness, but DK is that one play away guy. So GPPs line me up. I don't think DK is getting no 10 catches tomorrow, but you know, three catches for a hundred is absolutely a possibility. So I do like DK, you know, in some GPPs, I'll take a shot just cause he's going to go so low owned because of Jalen Ramsey. Tyler Lockett in the slot. He gets Troy Hill. It's a more favorable matchup. Um, but again, the Rams defense is awesome. So Seattle's going to have some tough sledding tomorrow. And I don't know. They haven't really looked right in a few weeks. So I do like the Rams in this game. And I think the only person I'll really be playing is maybe some uh, Cooper Cup in the slot. But that's about it for me there. Um, my favorite game of the slate, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys. Um, we got Philadelphia Eagles with our boy Jalen Hurts, um, or I like to call him Thick Kyler. He's lined up in a smash spot here. Philadelphia, he's getting Deshaun Jackson back, going against a terrible um, Dallas secondary. Deshaun Jackson, even though he might not be the guy I'm necessarily targeting tomorrow, he's a guy that could take the top off the defense. He's going to spread this defense out, him and Jalen Rager. There's going to be a lot of speed on the field. It's going to open up a lot of things underneath for guys like Greg Ward, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, um, Godert. I mean, it's the problem is they have a lot of weapons there. You don't know really who it's going to go to. But 
I do like Jalen Hurts matched up with any of these guys, especially Jalen Rieger. They're both going back to Texas um, to their home. So I do like that against Dallas. On the Dallas side of things, I like that as, as well. Philadelphia Eagles secondary is absolutely beat up right now. Darius Slay, um, he's just not, he's a shell of him for himself right now. He's going to go out on Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. On the other side, it looks like Michael Jackat third is going to start. He hasn't really played that much this year, 61 snaps. So there's some targets there, but my favorite is C.D. Lamb going against Nickel Roby Coleman. Um, C.D. Lamb's grading out really high. Nicky Roby Coleman, Nickel Roby Coleman, I mean, is grading out pretty low. But bigger than that, C.D. Lamb is six inches taller than Nickel Roby Coleman. Um, Coleman is in the slot 71% of the time, and C.D. Lamb's in the slot 93% of the time. So that matchup you're going to see all day long, and... Give me that height advantage against a very poor Philadelphia secondary. So that's my wide receiver roundup. Good luck tomorrow, guys.